0: hello and welcome to secondhand film critics your favorite source for mildly pretentious semi- uneducated and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Noah and I am with
1: Kayla and I am with
0: Parker
2: <laughs> <laughs> And I am with Herschel. I don't know if you guys want to redo that or what No but... that no that's works. fine
0: We go we, we thrive on the on the awkward.
2: We lo- love a good awkward. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, lots of extra voices. We are with some special guests who have their own podcast. Hey. What is your podcast called?
3: It's called Ex-Roommates. Because we used to live together. We
0: did. I've listened to, like, a few of your episodes, but just for our listeners, what is your podcast kind of, like, what's the general, like, elevator pitch?
3: Yeah, so we have about four major themes that we cover. We do mysteries, we do conspiracies, we do cults, and we do chaotic events that have happened.
2: Yeah, so it's really awesome. We just are essentially two guys interested in a ton of stuff, and we want to get to know more about what's happening in the world.
0: It's very interesting. I learned I learned a lot.
1: Yeah, I listen to usually like the cult episodes, Ooh. and I like when you guys say like, Ooh, this one's more scary or it has more violence, and then I'm like, well, <laughs> next episode, <Yeah. laughs> skip this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, those are my. Per- those are some of my favorite as well. Uh, we like arguing
3: over conspiracies because I'm more of a conspiracy theorist, and then I'll come up with these crazy theories, and then Parker just tells me how they don't make sense. Yeah, yeah Parker's <laughs> pretty more much. Of
0: a realist. I love that's that was my favorite dynamic when I in the episodes I listened to. That kind of uh, is why we asked you to come on this episode, which is about like
2: horror, scary movies. So excited! <laughs> <It's> movie <laughs> season. Yeah. So
0: what
1: what kind of movies have you guys seen recently that you've enjoyed?
2: It Chapter Two.
3: Yeah, It Chapter Two was awesome. I listened to you guys' episode on that as well.
2: I've actually watched a lot of like streaming movies that have been really good. You've been illegally streaming? No. <laughs> Hulu has some great movies, y'all. Yeah, Hulu Honestly, originals. Yeah. Hulu is underrated in terms of it's, movies. It really is. Just a couple shout outs. Watch Coherence and watch. We have to talk about Kevin. Mm. Great stuff.
3: This summer, there wasn't really that many films that I've been interested in. I know there were a couple of Netflix films that i watched, but I'm more into like series. Hmm. Um, like I love Mindhunter. This hey. summer, I destroyed that. You know, like one week, I watched the whole thing. The actor that played Charles Manson was amazing in this season. Mm. So
2: that makes me think of once upon a time in Hollywood which I loved and you did not yeah
3: um I probably would have liked it more if I would have known that it wasn't a real like Manson film yeah <laughs> it yeah. was
0: more about Hollywood so. <laughs> did you see inglorious bastards yeah yes. yeah so it was kind of along the line of that I, I felt like when I saw it yeah it was more like the fantasy like historical fiction kind of thing
3: yeah, it's like how he wanted it to end.
0: Exactly. How
2: you how you wish it happened.
1: And you guys both really like horror films.
2: I would... Yeah, I mean, I do. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> so, Parker lives and dies by horror films. I know. That sounds really intense. I'm just... I'm always here for a good popcorn and a, a scary movie.
0: Love yeah. It. Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad we asked you on this podcast then because... I think we all have a lot of different relationships to horror movies, so I think that'll be really good in our conversation. I think that will come up a lot, so that's awesome. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I didn't like horror films until probably the last like couple years.
0: (laughs) The last couple days.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, because when it came out, that was when you guys were all going to see it, and you kept trying to get me to go, and I was like, nope. I'm not going.
0: <laughs> I'm not going.
1: And then after that, I ended up watching. That was probably the first one I watched. I didn't watch it in theaters. Yeah. I watched. Like, that was the one that, that
3: reintroduced you to horror, right?
1: Well, introduced me to horror. Oh, first time. I was like uh, traumatized by Alvin and the Chipmunks meet the werewolf. What? When I was younger, <laughs> it was like so scary.
2: You watched The Quiet Place though, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't think that was very scary. It's oh. not
2: horror. It's like a thriller. It's in the same ballpark. I think it was marketed more as a
0: horror, but then when you watched it, you were like, actually, this is kind of just a, a thriller drama. Have
3: you guys seen The Witch? Uh, I have. I saw that. Okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> the, I saw it before, obviously, but I, this I saw it this summer again. The A24 was doing a thing where they brought movies, went to places that they were based in, and I live in New England. So they showed it uh like outside in like the middle of like a rural new england town like near a forest like projected it on a screen at oh night oh my gosh me and my friend went we sat in the front row <sighs> and it was so loud like the chopping of the wood made us jump and i'd already seen the movie so it was crazy i love that well, movie. i can
2: only imagine the the opening scene with the baby what that sounded like
0: bro it was so loud my friend hadn't seen it and he was like what did you what did you bring me to i'm like I know.
2: that's was, we're not talking about that one today but that's a must see that's a good one i haven't Kayla,
0: seen it i don't
3: know what you would happen if you saw this film it's like one of the
0: most dark films i've ever seen oh my gosh it's so it's on netflix so you should watch it for halloween i
1: mean i i was able to handle hill house that it's, was what
2: it's way. I mean, it's, it's probably it's, worse than that. It's but way like darker Hill House, than Yeah, Hill House. Yeah. House was
1: like what was kind of my also starter of liking horror.
2: Yes, Herschel hasn't watched it, and I'm actually mad at him for not. What? Watching it. <laughs> Whoa! It's so good. Dude, it's so good. It's
1: so good. Well, do you want to jump into your pick, Noah? Since you're yeah. Up first.
0: Yeah. So we we all kind of picked one movie we want to highlight, and we're just going to go through them one, two, three, four. So that's kind of pretty generic basic like structure so yeah my pick is the seventh seal um a movie by Bergman a Bergman movie from 1957 so Kayla kind of going with our theme of what we did last episode for our spooky movie episode do you want to tell us the plot Yes, I do. Awesome.
1: So the plot of The Seven Seal is that a man seeks answers about life, death, and the existence of God as he plays chess against the Grim Reaper, who is death, during the Black Plague to survive as long as he can.
0: That's the plot. Yeah. <laughs>
3: we love the plague, so I was, like, watching this. It was, like, really into the whole, like, plot of it.
0: Yeah. I never really liked history in school, but that was definitely my favorite, like, historical period to study, like was the medieval times and the plague and stuff really interesting yeah yeah i love this movie this is something that i'm probably i could talk about forever but i love the cinematography so much this was one of the first movies that like i first saw it a few months ago and it kind of got me on this path of continually trying to find more and more old movies that use the black and white cinematography in interesting ways. Because I always kind of as a kid hated black and white movies just because like, oh, that's boring. There's no color. But this was one that really showed me the different things that you can do with only two colors, you know. I think in art, when you strip stuff down and you're forced to work with only the basics, you really have to be creative in how you use that. So like with black and white, you only have two colors. So you have to be creative in your use of that. And I really just love how the colors and the contrast kind of contribute to the story in a really interesting way. I would definitely not classify this as straight horror, maybe even not like half horror, but in a way it is horror for me because I think the concepts it deals with are really interesting. I think it's really well personified, like the horror part in all the shots of actually with death and how his cloak, like the deepest black that you could probably get. The juxtaposition of that with the knight character, who's wearing a lot more white, I just think the visual language of this film conveys a lot of more horror than I think some more other horror films do. So that's kind of why I like it.
3: It was even scary just seeing death on the beach, like in the first scene. Like mm-hmm. you think, like you know, they're on a beach. You know, it can't be that scary. Mm-hmm. But just seeing him, and then when he glares, and then just seeing, um. Uh, the night block just like look up in terror, and he like immediately knows, it's like, dang, <laughs> yeah, my death is my death is here, and he just gets nervous, yeah, it's crazy, cause like knights are so brave, and, like not afraid of anything, and here he is, the only thing that most people are afraid of, death, and I agree with what you said, like this was a color film, you probably wouldn't really be as intimidated by death. But it's just his pale face and it's like this black um, like robe and covering. It's like you're convinced that this is death. Yeah. If, even if you didn't know what the film was about and you saw this like this person, you would know that this is
2: death. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't really know what to expect going in. I actually did not seen or heard of it but it's definitely outside of the movies that i typically watch and it's from 57 like you said and so it's not in english Mm -hmm. it's black and white you know the cinematography like you said is not normal it's very unique and different and and so that was almost like a culture shock to me just being like waiting for the loud sounds or like traumatic killing moments but it was just very different Mm. and the scenes with death in it were definitely the creepiest. Um, I thought they did a good job at the way that they depicted him, and the storyline was was pretty interesting. But it was definitely different. I'm I don't not in like a yeah I'm trying to be nice, yeah. But it just was outside of my wheelhouse in a sense. Yeah, which
0: I totally understand. It's definitely like an odd pick, which. I kind of did on purpose yeah like the best way I could describe it is just eerie you know yes the first time I watched it I was kind of like you like I wasn't really used to that kind of stuff either like you said so I had to watch it a second time to kind of get a better feel for it and the second time I watched it I was really struck by really small details and scenes that added to the creepy factor like the scene with the circus people and like that song they sing and how that kind of underscores that whole three minute something scene it's just there's lots of these little details that, like, really contribute to the overall vibe that I really appreciate.
3: Like, just the whole concept of, like, death playing chess. Yeah. Yes. It's like giving him a chance. But you know that it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how people today kind of view their lives. It's like they don't recognize that death is inevitable.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because even, even if he won, right, like, the game ends regardless. And so does your life.
1: I think it's scary from a realist perspective because he's, like, not necessarily trying to avoid death itself. Like, he knows that it's coming, but trying to prolong it enough Mm. that his questions can be answered. Yeah. Which I feel like is how most people, especially from the religious perspective, are like, I have all these questions, so I don't want to die until I know the facts. Yeah. I think that's what makes it the most scary to me.
0: Yeah. It's just not like he's saying, oh man, I don't want to die. Cause I think that's a really generic thing, but it's more like he has all these questions that he has answered, especially after coming back from like this crusade that really obviously like it's a little fuzzy. Like like the details, but it didn't go like as planned.
3: I feel like they should redo this film. Oh yeah. 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 They could still do black and white, but like maybe put a different setting, maybe not have a night. I don't know.
1: Like take the concept to a different yeah. decade.
3: Yeah,
0: that could be cool. Who would they cast as Death if they remade this? <laughs> Ooh,
3: ah, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Who's like one of the creepiest people that could play Death?
0: Danny DeVito.
2: Those cars, guards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh... And then, especially even putting it in English, like to get it to more like the like the story to a wider audience that is sometimes turned off by foreign language films which i think sometimes is annoying but like it's understandable so i think it would open up a lot of cool doors
3: i know who should play death Hmm? nicholas cage oh (laughs) Oh
2: (laughs) hey he needs that check so bill murray (laughs) sorry oh bill Bill (laughs) hey bro i
3: think you have to come with me (laughs) (laughs) Man. I feel like
1: if they were actually casting it, it would end up being someone like Liam Neeson who is always mm. cast in a kind of role like that.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I'm glad you guys liked it. I was worried that it would be a little too, like, out there. But I was hoping that... That was it, awesome. I was hoping that it kind of provided a nice counterpart to all these other ones that we'll
2: be discussing. So Cool. I think so.
3: I yeah. Agree.
1: Well, the next pick is um, your pick, Herschel. <laughs> all
3: right, well... The film that I pick was The Shining. Hey, So it's a Stephen King book uh, made into a film.
0: Imagine that, a Stephen King book as a movie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the good ones. There's so many bad ones, but this is a good one. Except
0: that this
1: is his least favorite one. Really? (laughs) He said it's the only adaptation of the novels he could remember hating.
3: Wow. It's because he hated the main actress.
1: Well, I read that he just hated the way that Kubrick directed the characters to just kind of be characters and not actually real people
3: he didn't like how quick um jack nicholson's character just kind of like fell into madness Mm. because in the book it, it took like weeks and months for him to like really fall into his craziness
0: yeah i can see that but it's also like hard to convey that like in a movie like yeah
3: yeah it would be perfect if it was like a netflix show you know then they could really um enact stephen king's vision but when you only have two hours like you
0: gotta make do yeah (laughs) so kayla what's the plot of this
1: so the plot of the shining is that jack torrance and his family move into the isolated overlook hotel for the winter where jack accepted a position as the off-season caretaker his son, Danny, has psychic abilities called The Shining, where he can see the horrific past of the hotel.
4: Oh,
3: no. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. The I remember seeing this film as a kid. I never realized that Danny had psychic powers. Called, <laughs> like It's called The Shining. Yeah. I just thought that he was just seeing things. <laughs> you know? That's funny. He, like, sees the chef of the hotel, and then they're communicating, like, through their yeah. minds. And then It turns out they both have The Shining Gift. I just love this film because it's like such a psychological thriller. It's such a different horror film. It's really dark and it really just like messes with your mind. Mm. And I love like how he comes there sane and he just kind of slowly just falls into madness. It kind of reminds me of like the mental health issue today.
2: Oh, okay.
3: I don't know. I just kind of paired that together when I was researching it. It's almost like he's struggling with mental illness.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure.
3: One of the craziest scenes, it's not that really creepy, like visually, but when you're like thinking about what's actually happened, you're like, Oh my God. It's the scene where he's typing, you know, he's been typing for like weeks now. And then his wife comes down to see what, he, you know, how he's doing on his story because he's an author. Hmm. And then it's, like, the same thing over and over and over again. Hundreds and thousands of pages. It says, all work and no play make, makes Jack a dull boy. It's over and over and over again.
2: So scary. I love this film because it's there's so many iconic moments from this movie, right? Like, him busting down the door with the axe and, like, the mm-hmm. twins and the tricycle and just so many different circumstances that even people who've never seen it like younger like gen z people they yeah. know these moments yeah here's johnny yeah exactly <laughs> this is one of those movies that like i watched when i
0: first watched it it was crazy like how much of it i already knew even though like i'd never like seen it before you know yeah like i was like oh Same. that's where that's from or that's where that's from. Yeah. you know there was just so much of that and i think that's really the sign of like a great film is when you can look back on it and see the transit set
3: you know danny the the child actor he didn't even know that he was in a horror film
0: yeah i read that
3: (laughs) that's crazy
0: i read that
1: they tried to like keep him from knowing anything scary that they just Mm. like let him do his scenes
3: he didn't know about the big um like river of blood (laughs) going towards him (laughs) right
1: (laughs) they interviewed over five thousand kids for the role of danny And the reason that they picked that kid was because he was so smart and had a long attention span.
3: Mm. It was crazy too. Like he just like kept saying like red rum, red rum, red rum, and then he writes it on the window or in the mirror. Mm. And then his mom finally looks in the mirror and sees what he's writing, and it's reverse, and it's murder. Mm. Red rum backwards is murder, and that's when Jack Nicholson busts through the door with the Mm. axe.
0: I don't know if I've ever felt stupider in a movie. It took, I, di- I didn't realize that until the moment that he, she looked in the mirror. So I found out about it in real time. I was like, this is, this is simultaneously the coolest moment in a movie and also the most embarrassing for me. It's just a really cool moment. Cause like you said, that's when he through the door. So it's like when it all kind of comes together, that's almost the climax in a way. Like when you yeah. realize, oh man, this is really, this is like a full blown horror movie now and not just like. A psychological
3: thriller i used to hate the ending you know just because i wanted like closure with jack just being stopped yeah but after like seeing it again like two or three times i, th- I think it's fitting you know yeah he gets lost in the maze he's chasing after his his son his son walks backwards and traces his steps mm. and leads a separate path to lose him jack just like falls in the snow and just kinda dies.
0: Yeah. But then and then there's also that reveal that like, is he just a part of the house? Was he there all along with like the picture at the end? I just think it's really a really good example of making a movie that can be analyzed and have like some theories, but it also can be like appreciated just like on its the base level, you know?
3: I have three main reasons why I really like this film or why I picked it. First one is um I feel like it kinda relates to mental health today. Um, it also really reminds me of like the, the Joker, the new film that's coming out. Yeah. I see like some comparisons, like someone just slowly falling into madness yeah, because yeah. of like mental health. And then, um, his substance abuse, he went to this hotel sober and then he just spent so much time in isolation. He just like fell back into alcoholism because mm-hmm. of like the temptation of like the ghost in the home. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, just because it's just super creepy, and iconic.
0: Yeah, but- I saw Joker last night, and when you said the mental health thing, that was, like, the first thing I thought of. I was like, wow, that's crazy. I like horror movies that tackle mental health in that way. Like, and how sometimes the scariest movies are ones like this, where besides, like, the whole Shining thing, like, this could, you could really see that happening in real life with a guy kind of going insane in that house with his family yeah cool. i
3: could see parker kind of going insane in like I'm a situation right. like this
2: what
3: <laughs> just being honest
2: man <laughs> first of i would never find myself in this circumstance who goes to a hotel where no one else is like there
3: i think i would enjoy it i wouldn't could anyone else stay in a hotel for like a whole winter season.
0: Definitely not. No, it depends on the hotel. Cause like I've had this dream since I was like ten of wanting to like have like like a Nerf battle in a hotel where no one's there.
1: <laughs> I don't even like being in the house alone by myself in the middle of the day.
0: So he wasn't
3: alone. He had two people with him. Let's say you have your family,
1: I- I unlimited feel like food,
2: unlimited no. drinks, and you I have feel like Wi-Fi. It would
1: be worse because if you're enclosed really? in a space with the same people for that long
2: you'll kill them genuinely go crazy yeah
1: there's no way out of going crazy honestly
0: though i was homeschooled my whole life in new england so i kind of already had this experience
1: i just watched this um at emc because they were doing the like two night shining re-release i mean i liked it it was it was long to like watching the theater but it was it was definitely a better experience that way there was only like five other people there. I was like,
0: that's kind of sad. Wow,
1: no one wants to come watch the shining. <laughs> do you think
3: he was crazy before he got to the home or did the the uh, I mean the hotel or do you think the hotel made him crazy?
1: I think everyone's a little bit crazy. So I think true. he Whoa. had some kind of crazy before <laughs> he went. Some more than others. I mean, especially if he's already like you said, like if he already has issues mm. being placed in an environment that you know can kind of trigger a lot of things Mm -hmm. won't help him in any way so i feel like in a way he was sort of crazy or sort of more prone to being becoming crazy
0: good good pick that those are our first two picks and we'll be back with our other two picks right after this quick ad
1: the
0: ad, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna jump right in with Kayla's pick, which is
1: Get Out.
0: That's the movie. That, that is ye- the movie. You're not, you're not yelling at me, yeah. right? Like, keep yeah, I'm not telling you to but... get
1: out. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> get out. The least. movie,
3: come here. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's the sequel.
0: No, that's the prequel. <laughs> <laughs> the prequels come here. That ah, get out. <laughs> come here and get out. <laughs> Oof. So Kayla. What is this movie about? Oh, thanks
1: for asking. Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) Get Out is about Chris and his girlfriend, Rose, who've reached the meet the parents milestone of dating and go on a weekend getaway upstate to her parents' place. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he never could have imagined. (gasps) i I love how all these
0: all these descriptions end so ominously (laughs) like (laughs) a truth you could never imagine great great movie kayla why do you like this movie and why'd you pick it
1: this was one of the first, um, like, horror-esque movies that I voluntarily watched. So I feel like it's a good kind of introductory horror film mm-hmm. for people to watch who maybe don't like horror as much. Yeah, It's more satirical, and it's kind of like a dark comedy in a way. Because there's a lot of funny parts, but it also is pretty scary in mm-hmm. other ways. So I feel like Jordan Peele balances it very well to make it watchable by a larger audience than like someone who just wants to watch slasher films or whatever
0: i usually don't get scared in horror movies and this is one where i did get scared in one of the scenes so that's a that's a plus for me
3: which scene was it
0: um the scene when he goes outside and the groundskeeper is just running at him And I think it was because at that point in the movie, like, it hadn't gone completely, like, it was still, like, the unsettling vibe. Like, it hadn't gone completely, like,
1: something's wrong here.
0: Full on horror, yeah. You're not completely clear on exactly what the guy's going to do, you know? You don't know if they're still building the tension or if they're going to kind of break the tension by, like, having him stab him or something, you know?
3: That was the point where I was the most scared as well.
0: Really reminded me of, like, the first time I saw The Dark Knight. When you, when Heath Ledger's on the screen and you don't know like what he's gonna do, especially towards the beginning, because it's he's so like unpredictable. I think this movie does that really well because especially going in, like I knew it dealt with like really interesting themes and topics, but I didn't know like it was in this um, profound and good of a way, you know? Yeah. So I just think as the movie progresses, it gets like you realize how like much of a masterpiece it is, and it's yeah
2: really good. Yeah. And I think that's such a, a good part about horror or thriller films is when a director and a writer can set up a scenario by completely making you ignore everything you should be paying attention to, right? So like when the girlfriend is driving up with him and they get pulled over by the police and she says, oh, well, you don't need to see his license because he wasn't driving. And when you're seeing it, you're like, oh, that's good. She's protecting him because he's black and getting pulled (laughs) over by a white police officer. Yeah. But at the end, you're like, no, she just didn't want to trail. Like, she didn't want the police officer to know who he was. Exactly. Yeah. And it lulls
0: you into that sense of security. Like, yeah, it's it's like, oh, good. Well, she's not racist. She's not. (laughs) She's not one of the family. Jordan Peele plays with your expectations a lot in this movie, I feel like. And he does it very well.
3: Yeah, I love Get Out because it was, like, I've never seen, like, a horror film that, like, applied real-life scenarios like yes. that really attached them to them. If you're a black male and you're dating a white woman, like, you know the nerves that come with, like... Meeting, like, their family for the first time. Like, wondering if you're going to be, like, accepted and all that. And then you get there and, like, okay, where's the problem, you know? He's... Yeah. They accept him. They're cool. They're fine. Yeah. And then um, it's funny because, like, the TSA agent, he's, like, making jokes the whole time. He's, <laughs> yeah. like, the comedic relief. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> you, you finally see, like, oh, they're not racist. They just, like, they want his body. Mm. Like, they want to basically be him they want they want to sell his body yeah so that's when like it took the twist because i it was like out of nowhere i thought like i don't know that it was going to be like race related but it wasn't yeah Just kind of like tricked you
0: yeah
2: i mean it it is in a sense but i think the craziest part too is And Noah, you were mentioning the girlfriend, how she was like a security almost for you the whole time. Because they make jokes like, well, we we voted for Obama. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that. And the girlfriend's like, oh, I can't believe they're saying that. <laughs> but it's the scene where he's like, hey, do you have my keys? Yes. And she just stares at him. Yes. Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, shoot.
0: Usually in movies like this, I can usually guess that. Like, oh, she's probably not good but it made me want to believe that she was good
1: i read a lot that a lot of the like reception of her character was white people being like oh well she was just like manipulated or that was just how she was raised or whatever and the actress who played her kept being like no she's actually evil like that's why she <laughs> yeah. keeps the pictures and that's why
0: yeah like yeah. she
1: has you know it's just drinking the milk yeah like... you see
0: that milk scene <laughs> is so unsettling and
1: it's just yeah it's the same thing like you kind of think that you can trust her and then it's like nope mm. and then you're like oh my gosh she was bad the whole time
0: yeah <laughs> it brings up like underlying stereotypes or the underlying like beliefs we have like the ending of this film was gonna be that instead of, like, the airport cop or whatever, I forgot, like, the professional term, but it was actually going to be a real cop, and then he was going to get arrested, and that was, like, the end of the movie. Yeah. The one having it be his friend is even more impactful because you see the flashing lights, and your brain immediately knows that the cop is going to arrest him because he's a black male that looks like he just killed all these people. And then you kind of see that it's the airport when, like, the door opens. And it's that sense of relief. He just plays with your expectations and so well. It's just very well done. I love it.
3: I was kind of, like, happy of that ending, though, because you're kind of nervous. You're like, man, I don't know if this is going to end well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You want him to get out, obviously. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he does, which is great.
0: Yeah, he gets out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading that a lot of the music too, which I didn't notice. I've watched this a couple times, and I didn't even notice that like a lot of the songs they use have lyrics or like stuff that basically say "get out" or like "run hmm. away" from the beginning. Yeah, and like kind red of like, Tie into it, yeah, and I like didn't even notice that. I mean, he's just such a talented filmmaker in yeah. general, and. Yeah. I know that he said that he based a lot of, like, the way he made this film on comedy so that he was, like, really thankful for his comedy background to be kind of, like, mm. similar to the horror genre in the way it, like, has the same kind of mm. reveals and Yeah, because you're, like, building to
0: and... something, you know? Yeah, Letters, which I yeah, think
1: is cool because I like comedy, so.
3: I don't like his comedy. Jordan Peele? <laughs> I don't think he's funny. What? Really? But you don't like Key and Peele? No, uh, they just ju- um, they just like copied everything from the Chappelle show. I don't think they but.
2: copied. I think Chappelle show walked so they could run. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah.
3: Chappelle Man. show is definitely better than Key and Peele. But
2: anyways,
1: that's a hot take.
3: Chappelle can't make films like Peele. That was amazing. I can't believe that was like his that was his first film, right? Yeah. Yes. And then to follow amazing. up
2: with us and have that be a success as well and
1: it was nominated for four academy awards and he became the first african-american writer producer and director to earn more than a hundred million in a debut film which is just like amazing in like
0: a horror film which isn't and then us
1: broke all kinds of records too
0: yeah Yeah. so yeah good for him yeah get out is rated r yeah Yeah, Yeah, it's so
3: hard to, like, make that much money in a rated R film as well.
2: Yes, agreed.
3: You're limiting your audience.
2: Especially with horror.
3: Yeah. And, like, it's such a dividing topic. Like, Mm. I heard, like, some people are, like, nervous to, like, go see it, you know. Yeah. Just because, like, racial tensions.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I put the quote in the Google Doc of one thing that he said before in an interview was he said, what if white people don't want to come see the movie because they're afraid of being villainized with black people in the crowd? And what if black people don't want to see the movie because they don't want to sit next to a white person while a black person is being victimized on screen? Hmm. So I think he he definitely thought a lot of the same thing was like, how is this going to be received? Um, and kind of that worry that comes just in general of making a movie of how it's going to be received, but then making a movie that deals with topics that are very relevant today on how that will be received by an audience is, like, a big risk to take. Yeah.
3: I did hear lots of jokes afterwards, like, race jokes about, like, get out, like, interracial dating.
2: So, mm-hmm. well, so. I guess that makes sense <laughs> in an interracial marriage. So.
3: I may have made some of those jokes myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I love get out. Great movie. Great pick. Good pick.
1: Mm-hmm. Last cool. and final pick is Parker's pick.
2: It's my turn. So this movie is very special to me because it was the first scary movie I ever watched. Ooh. Um, it came out before you were born, right? No, I was born in 93. It came out in 96. <laughs> and my parents actually rented the VHS from like Blockbuster. And I must have been four or five years old. And I somehow persuaded them to let me watch it. So that's, shout out to Susan and Larry for letting me do that.
3: The show lost custody.
2: (laughs) Well, it's funny because I had reoccurring nightmares for months, like bad ones. I remember them to this day. Mm. Just like me getting killed, my family getting killed. Do you still, wet the bed? Bro, what? (laughs) I'm
1: 26. See, that's like me with Alvin and Chipmunks Meet the Werewolf. I had terrible nightmares. It's the the exact (laughs) same thing.
2: But what I love about this film, and so it was uh, directed by Wes Craven, who is a horror just icon, right? The, God. I mean, the Last House on the Left, The Hills Have Eyes, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and of course The Scream, and may he rest in peace. But, you know, this is the first film that would be for, uh, and it's kind of like if you watch a scary movie that is self-aware that mm-hmm. is a scary movie. Uh, which is one of my favorite things about it. So you have horror, you have the comedic relief, and you have them calling out uh, horror tropes yes. inside of it. So the girl yeah. who says "I'll be back" and then she gets killed, you know. But in the movie, they're like, "Well, you shouldn't say that because you're definitely gonna die," you know. Or you have the virgin who is at no risk of being killed because typically, you see Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, sexual activity typically involves death. Uh, Uh so that's why i love it yeah it's great
0: i love how a lot of like meta films way they do it is they'll point out the trope and then they won't follow it you know when i watched this how i I expected it to go like based on today's standards is they would say don't say um this because then you'll die and then they say it but then they don't die so you don't really get that payoff for some reason they just like movies just like to call out the ness, but they don't like pay you off on it yeah but i liked how this one like this is my first time watching this like a few days ago and i loved how they like did the meta stuff but then it actually came true it's just really interesting how even though they say what's gonna happen you still are like well maybe maybe he won't die or maybe she's alive yeah so really
3: good I think it was crazy that Drew Barrymore was in it. Yo, she's such a huge star at this time. She, yeah,
2: she actually really is. And what's funny is she's her face is huge on the poster, and and she's in a good portion of the trailer, but yet she dies in the first ten well, minutes. Well, she was of supposed film. to
1: play the main character.
2: Yeah, I read that. She
1: was originally signed on as the main character, mm-hmm. Sydney, and then had something else come up. So she couldn't, like, fit the time in for it. But she was like, I'd love to still be in it because you tied my name to it as, yeah. like, kind of a boost for the project. Mm-hmm. And so that was why they gave her that, like, opening scene mm-hmm. and then left her as, like, kind of the se- one of the selling points of the movie.
0: And honestly, that's, like, one of, if not my favorite scene in the movie. It sets up the rest of the, of the story just so well. Like, you know the stakes, but... You don't know, like, oh, who's this killer? You know, how does this connect to everything else?
1: Yeah, because they also said it set up the risk right away to be able to, like, kill her off. Because then everyone's like, wait, you killed off Drew Barrymore? In the first <laughs> yes. Two, five minutes of the film?
0: Especially people going in thinking that Drew Barrymore was, like, the star. Like, right? it opens up on Drew Barrymore. You're like, oh, man, this is going to be great. She's going to be in this movie the whole time. And I'm dead.
2: I'm almost thankful for that, though, because Nev Campbell does such a great job of playing Sydney. Yeah. Like she yeah. does great at being victimized, obviously with the death of her mom, and then she's trying to navigate life after that, but mm. then still somehow turning out to be BA. in the end, and, yes and surviving, yeah. despite the major twist, obviously. Yeah. yeah, her boyfriend is the killer.:
0: Yeah, exactly. I love the way that they unveil her backstory. They don't just tell you in the beginning, like, oh, well, her mom died. There's, like, all this conspiracy about maybe it was because she was having an affair or whatever. All of, like, her backstory is revealed naturally through, like, dialogue with other people and as the story progresses. And it really helps you, like, sympathize with her as the story goes on rather than just having all, like, this information force fed to you in the first 20 minutes
2: yeah and i'm a little biased but they definitely continue that through the next couple films as well it's not something where they're trying to reinvent it or it doesn't feel like just a cash grab they actually the story feels fitting for sydney's life state you know in college for scream two as an adult in scream three and then as a older survivor in scream four so
3: well i don't think all those were great but we can definitely talk about the first one (laughs) Um, I love, like, David Arquette in this film. Like, yes. he was my favorite
2: character watching it as a, great as a comedic relief from him, too. Yeah,
3: him, Courtney Cox, they were mm. great. Yes. Yes. It's like, she's, like, the annoying uh, journalist who's, like, really too nosy, doesn't care about people, just wants the scoop. And it's like, she ends up, like, caring, like, just a little bit. Yeah, but still wants that scoop at the end. (laughs) It's funny because her name
2: her name is Gail Weathers and she's a news reporter. Uh, Rose McGowan is in this movie too from Charmed. Yeah,
3: Um, I didn't realize until I went back and looked. Yeah, I just love that ending scene, like when um, they're looking at the video and then they're like, "Oh my god!" Like he's in the home right now and it's like a thirty second delay or something. Oh yes, (laughs) yeah. The suspense, man. You're just so nervous. You have so much anxiety. Oh, my God.
0: It's not, like, the scariest movie I've ever seen, but the parts that are scary, they do a a really good job of, like, building that. Especially, like, in the car. Like, I'm pretty claustrophobic, so that might contribute to it, but I thought that that scene was really good, too. Yeah.
1: I like how it plays the other classic trope of, like, oh, we're going to tell you who the bad guy is, and then like, pretend that you know, and then it's like, nope, he's not the bad guy, and then it turns out to actually be the bad then guy. Then it is the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: like, four times. Or even that there's two bad guys. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. like,
1: you don't expect that either until he, like, comes down the stairs and you're like, wait a second. There's yeah. gotta be someone else involved.
0: Yeah, there's gotta, there's
3: gotta be another guy. <laughs> yeah. That film came out when I was, like, seven or eight, and I remember just, like, being so like confused and like so in awe that these guys were just like stabbing each other and i was yes. like oh my oh, god oh yeah like this is they're trying to frame like, her. yeah i saw this film like when it first came out and i was i think it was i watched it with my babysitter Oop. and i was like like eight or nine definitely fired and just seeing <laughs> them like stab each other and he's like a I think I'm dying, yeah. man. <laughs>
2: that's Shaggy from this Oh Gimby my Dude, live god! Action just
3: seeing him, just like they're just they're stabbing stabbing each other to mm. frame this scene. You know, it's wild. Yeah, they're really stabbing each other. Yeah, yeah, in real life. For sure. yeah. so, um. <laughs> <laughs> but just like i never that was like my first time seeing something like that, and it's just like just kind of like shocked me.
2: It it definitely that's it's a good slasher film for sure. Yeah. Um, and then just again, like Sidney Prescott being such a strong female lead, just in the yep. end, you know, shooting him like just yeah. multiple times, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. What was
2: this? 96. Right. You said? Yes. Yeah.
0: So like that's pretty like big for the time, especially cause like showing these like two figures of exhibiting very like toxic masculinity and yeah. like, having that strong female lead, Destroying them basically at the end, really great ending, like super iconic.
3: He only did it cause he was hurt. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what happened? It was like um, there was an affair with his his dad and then Sydney's mom or something. Yes,
0: like that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Well, I like that they when they had two that they had kind of like the one person who's like, oh, I like have a motive, and then the person who's like. I don't have a motive. yeah that like, guy the other guy was pressure. just along for
2: the ride yeah and then of course like the ghost face mask is iconic oh I mean, man crazy you saw it in scary movie i feel what like you that? still see <laughs> 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 i mean mtv adapted a show based off of it loosely mm. um
1: well they, they just... wanted the studio that was making it wanted to not have the scream mask because they mm. were like this is not scary and yeah. they almost even fired Craven because they were like, This isn't scary, what are you mm. thinking? And then he sent them like the first, I don't know, fifteen minutes of the film or whatever that they filmed. And then they were like, Well, I guess this could be scary. I so mean, that we'll scene let alone. You do like, it.
2: It's where her boyfriend is tied by the pool and he's like, You wanna play a game? Right. Yes. It's like cutting him open at every wrong answer and it's just oh.
3: crazy seeing his like intestines fall out that disturbed me i still can't watch
0: that part i have to turn away and like i think it makes it more scary actually having it like that because even though you don't see the face you know that it's like a real person even though it it still has that mysteriousness like who's the person behind the mask it grounds it in like another like kind of like we've been kind of discussing this could really happen in real life, you know. I like all these picks; these are really good. I like how they are a little—they're a little under under the radar. Then there's some that are like classics and more modern. Yeah. yeah. Scream is a Any little more like,
3: mentions. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I Kayla, are you gonna do horror Alv- horror Alv- Alv- uh, Alvin and
0: the Chipmunks? <laughs> <Me> uh, Werewolf. <laughs> Werewolf.
1: <laughs>
3: Friday the Thirteenth. Um, Jason, that's always a classic. Um, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Some I haven't them, seen though. either of those. Like, the first and second one are terrifying.
2: Yeah, mm. but, like, it gets worse as time goes on. Yeah, I mean, Hill House, Herschel, you gotta watch that. We've established that. Yeah, okay.
4: Yeah,
1: if you yeah. want to watch a series instead of a movie, watch The Haunting of Hill House. Watch
0: Hill House and watch The Witch, and then you'll yes. be good. Um, so, just going down the line, so, if you guys want to hear them again, uh, all our picks were, so I picked the seven seal i picked the shining
1: i picked get out
0: and i picked scream yeah there's more than one
3: way to be scared
1: <laughs> don't forget to leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you listen yes. to podcasts that allows reviews
0: you can follow us on twitter
1: at secondhandfilm uh, and and on Instagram yes. at Secondhand Film Pod. And you can also follow the X Roommates podcast. What is your guys' hey. handle?
2: We're on Instagram. It's just at X Roommates.
1: Wow.
0: And you guys are on like all podcasting services and stuff, right?
2: Yes. Anywhere oh. you can listen to podcasts Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff.
1: Yep. Make sure to listen to their podcast, yeah. but listen to we'll ours first the and then listen notes. to their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll link it to in the show notes, so yeah, if you guys want to check don't it out. Miss out, especially if you're interested in like horror movies and stuff, lots of really cool conspiracies. Yeah,
1: or it. like kind of true crime, more along yeah. the lines of real life things, not just movies. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to join us in our next episode, where we'll kind of be doing an overview of movies that have come out this October, because there are a lot of movies that are coming out that we are, me and Kayla, are both very excited to see. So we're kind of gonna do a little laid back episode kind of going over all those. So make sure to check out that until next time. I'm Noah and I'm Kayla
2: and I'm Herschel and I'm Parker. And And we're were your second second film 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 critics. critics.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Great. Good job guys.